Hey everyone, my name is Tim Howie. I created this podcast with one goal in mind. Make a positive impact in the world by developing myself. And by positively influencing those that follow me. What is Fitness Insider all about, you may ask? Great question. Listen, and I promise you'll find out. Physique building, some people say, is an art or a practice. Though this may be true, I believe it's a mastery over three things. These three things, I believe to be inseparably connected to one another. Awareness, nutrition, and exercise. Here you'll find the secrets to mastering these principles. So turn up your volume, eliminate distractions, and let's get started. Hey, good morning everybody. This is Tim Howie with the Fitness Insider. Welcome to today's podcast. So, over the past few days we've come to the conclusion, well, I guess yesterday we came to the conclusion of our special series about the power of observation, and that was exciting, I learned a lot, and hopefully you did too, and hopefully you guys are working towards applying some of the things that we uh, discussed. Now, today, uh, today and tomorrow we're going to be getting into a new brief series, a two-parter, and... Um, as I said yesterday, we're going to be looking at the two most important behaviors that we can implement into our lives. So today is about exercise. That is the first one. Now, my wife is currently taking a course um, through an online university um, and the course or the textbook she's studying through is called Adult Development and Aging. And she came across a part that she shared with me in it closer to the end of that book. And it talks about these two uh, behaviors. So I wanted to specifically talk about exercise today. And if you stay tuned to tomorrow... We will be covering the second one. Now, exercise. My experience with exercise started in elementary school and maybe even before. I always loved gym class. Um, Don't know about you, but I loved that I was graded for um, gym class because uh, it came naturally to me. So, sports and Uh, teamwork and stuff like that it all came naturally for me in that environment so I always did very well and I always enjoyed my time in gym and in the schools I attended anyway we had school or sorry we had gym class every day so we always had I believe it was an hour of gym every day playing all kinds of things dodgeball was one of my favorites Uh, a game called cheese ball was a (laughs) variation of dodgeball that was super fun. Uh, I loved ultimate frisbee. Handball was always fun. Um, but 
dodgeball usually takes the cake. I love to jump and love to dodge and just a fun game. Um, so I'm not surprised when I came across this, when my wife shared with this with me, actually, that this was the first of two important behaviors to implement in their life. And even, I even thought about, um, when you go to see a doctor, um, they, I mean, I haven't had this experience because, um, thankfully I have not had any serious uh, illness or situations, but I've heard from family and friends and um, through media that doctors always prescribe or ask if first you are active, if you're going, maybe not necessarily going to the gym, but if you're having regular exercise every day, if you're having 30 minutes, 30 to 60 minutes of rigorous to medium activity every day. Um, and they also say another thing, but we'll cover that tomorrow. But that's the first thing. They always want to know if you're active um, versus sedentary. So let's get into today. So I'm going to be reading a bit from the textbook. Then I'm also going to be kind of sharing my thoughts and my opinions. And yeah, hopefully we get some good, uh, some good flow going for today. So most attention in health promotion and disease prevention programs is on tackling a handful of behaviors that have tremendous payoff, such as keeping fit and eating properly. In turn, these programs educate adults about good healthcare practices and identify conditions such as hypertension, high cholesterol levels, and elevated blood sugar levels, which, if left untreated, can cause atherosclerosis, heart disease, strokes, diabetes, mellitus, and other serious conditions. So, sounds like to me that implementing these two behaviors are very helpful (laughs) and for your benefit. And for those listening, I don't know kind of what the demographic is, but um, adults... uh, yeah, can mean 18 plus and even into senior adults. But I would say this is for everybody of all ages. Um, we don't, if we, the younger we start, the better off we are as we age. So if you're younger than 18 listening to this, I would still heed the counsel. So exercise. Since the ancient Greeks, physicians and researchers researchers have known exercise significantly slows the aging process. Indeed, evidence suggests a program of regular exercise in conjunction with a healthy lifestyle can slow the physiological aging process. Being sedentary is absolutely hazardous to your health. Let me repeat that. Being sedentary is absolutely hazardous to your health. Now, I'm going to look quick at the definition here on Google of sedentary. For those of you who, like myself, like to have other definition, have a definition to um, words. So, sedentary is tending to spend much time seated or somewhat inactive. 
characterized by much sitting and little physical exercise, sitting or seated. Okay, so if more of your day, every, so in your day-to-day life, in your weekly life, if your day is filled with more sitting um, or inactivity, you need to switch according to what we're learning. You should be more active in your day than you are sedentary. Uh, so find excuses to get up and walk. If you have a sitting down job, like obviously you can't change your job, um, but take regular breaks. Have 45 minutes on, 15 minutes off, or have an hour on, 10 minutes off. Or even if you can escape for a five minute bathroom break, or uh, take the stairs instead of the elevator. Like You can do other things in your day. Instead of just sitting and taking the easy road, take the stairs instead of the escalator. Um, park at the back of the parking lot and walk to your office or walk to the grocery store, whatever you're doing. Like you just, I think uh, that's something I try to do is I always try to look for the active um, choice out of the two things that are presented to me um, in my day-to-day living. Adults benefit from aerobic exercise. That places moderate, I'm going to say that again, adults or people benefit from aerobic exercise that places moderate stress on the heart by maintaining a pulse rate between 60% and 90% of the person's maximum heart rate. You can calculate your maximum heart rate by subtracting your age from 220. Again, you can calculate your maximum heart rate by subtracting your, your age from the number 220. Thus, if you are 40 years old, your target range would be 108 to 162 beats per minute. And just a side note here, guys, if you don't know how to take your heart rate, um, you can use, use your middle finger and uh, ring finger because your thumb and your index finger have a pulse, so that will give you a false reading. Use your uh, middle finger and ring finger. Find the carotid artery. It's just kind of under your chin and beside your esophagus. And you can just kind of play around and push uh, gently and you can kind of start to feel a pulse and you just sit still. And you can even Google how to do it, but you just hold it there for whatever, 10, 15 seconds. And you're going to count the beats. And I forget at this moment how much to subtract it by, but Google it. You'll find the answer really quick. It's really easy. Um, the minimum time necessary for aerobic exercise to be of benefit depends on its intensity. At low heart rates, sessions may need to last an hour, whereas at high heart rates, 15 minutes may suffice. Examples of aerobic exercise include jogging, step aerobics, swimming, and cross-country skiing. What happens when a person exercises aerobically? besides becoming tired and sweaty. Physiologically, people of all ages show improved cardiovascular functioning and maximum oxygen consumption, lower blood pressure, better strength, endurance, flexibility, and coordination. Psychologically, people who exercise aerobically report lower levels of stress, better moods, and better cognitive functioning. So just to recap, guys, There's two different types of exercise, aerobic and anaerobic. 
as this one has defined for us beautifully. Uh, aerobic is things again, uh, such as jogging, aerobics, swimming, cross-country skiing, running, um, a variety of different things. Wherever you're, go you're running and your heart rate is going to be increasing and you're going to be breathing um, more intensely. And anaerobic is things like weightlifting. Like you think of going to the gym, most people think of the gym rat or the person that's <laughs> the meathead or just lifting weights. And, um, but that's not true. There's, you can do anaerobic exercise or aerobic exercises when at the gym. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be anaerobic. So continuing on here, the best way to gain the benefits of aerobic exercise is to maintain physical fitness throughout the lifespan, beginning at least in middle age. The benefits of various forms of exercise are numerous and include lowering the risk of cardiovascular disease, osteoporosis, if the exercise is weight-bearing, and a host of other conditions. So, beginning, as it said, beginning at least in middle age. So, definitely starting this well before your middle age is definitely going to help you out even better. The Mayo Clinic's Fitness Center provides an excellent place to start. In planning an exercise program, three points should be remembered. First, check with a physician before beginning an aerobic exercise program. Second, bear in mind that moderation is important. Third, just because you intend to exercise doesn't mean you will. You must take the necessary steps to turn your intention into action. If you do and stick with it, you may feel much younger. That's interesting. So something that I've implemented in my life years ago um, that has worked beautifully for me is in order to commit to exercise, I bought a gym pass so that I was paying for this pass. And in order to make it worth the monthly payments, I needed to go at least... Um, I can't remember what it was, like uh, four to six times in a month, I think, and it paid for itself at the time when I started out. And now I think it might be a bit less than that. But anyway, um, because I, want, I needed to go at least that minimum amount, because I started to go, I started to enjoy it. And I think that uh, can be said about most things. If we find a way for ourselves that works for us, to commit to something um, and get creative with it, then we will be more successful. And uh, maybe you do get a, a, a membership to a gym to start your physical activity, your exercise. And maybe you do only go once, twice, or three times in a week. And maybe that's where you start. But over time, you'll start to develop kind of your plan and your vision and your goal. And maybe you end up going four or five times a week. Like it's up to you. And as we heard, it might, you might be there for an hour, you might be there for 15 minutes, you might pick 45 minutes. I personally like 45 minutes to an hour, but it's all up to you and what works best for you. And if you're concerned about starting, again, like it says here, uh, visit with the physician before you begin. So that's my thoughts anyway. Uh, without question, regular exercise is one of the two most important behaviors you can do to promote healthy living and good aging. 
Not smoking is the other. Without question, regular exercise is one of the two most important behaviors you can do to promote healthy living and good aging. Second is not smoking. In addition to the wide variety of positive effects on health, example, lower risk of cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and hypertension, there is also substantial evidence exercise is also connected to less cortical atrophy, better brain function, and enhanced cognitive performance. So for those of you who do not know what cortical atrophy is, It is posterior, or sorry, it's also called Benson syndrome. It's a rare variant of Alzheimer's disease. It affects areas in the back of the brain responsible for spatial perception, complex visual processing, spelling, and calculation. There you go. I learned something new too. Specifically, exercise has a positive effect on the prefrontal and hippocampal areas of the brain. And as we have seen, is closely associated with memory and other cognitive functions. So before we get uh, move along, I want to make kind of point out that point where it said the two most important behaviors uh, that we can do to promote healthy living and good aging is, what is it? Regular exercise and not smoking. So, as this episode or this two-part episode is titled, what are the two most important things? We learn here the two most important things are regular exercise and not smoking. It's 2019, guys. We know that smoking is bad for us. Even the most, most smokers I know Um, and have spoken with, they started when they were uh, younger, when they were in their teens, even if they're like 26 now, like I knew a guy worked with just recently, and he, he started in his teens, and he'd like to stop, he has tried, um, whatever that means, I'm not sure, but um, you, we know it's bad for us, you can google it, you can do whatever you want, but we know it's bad for us. Um, and if you want to stop, I have access to a 15 step program that helps you stop in seven days. And if you want, are interested in that, contact me. I can definitely hook you up with that. It is free, as I said. Um, but, um, what was I going to say? Yes, about smoking. Uh, if you're trying to quit smoking, don't take nicotine packs, don't take Nicorette gum, don't try these other things because the nicotine is still being released into your body, which means your cravings continue. In order to stop smoking, you have to stop smoking. And second, you need to introduce something new into your body that is healthy and good. So if you stop smoking, you're going to have to introduce healthy things, vitamin C, Uh, fruits, vegetables, Uh, brush your teeth regularly, rinse your mouth with uh, mouthwash or cinnamon mouthwash or chew cinnamon gum. Cinnamon is proven to react poorly to to nicotine and to smoke. So 
try those things out. If you go cold turkey, which is the best route, you have to introduce something positive to fill that void. You can't just stop smoking and think it's going to go great. It's going to be rough. It's going to be tough to cleanse your body, but it's possible. I've seen it done. Um, so enough on that. That's my rant. Whether exercise can delay or prevent diseases associated with these brain structures, such as Alzheimer's disease, remains to be seen. But the evidence to date points to reason to promote exercise as a way to a healthy, better functioning brain in later life. A better functioning brain may well be related to the mood improvements seen as another positive benefit of exercise. In summary, if you want to maximize the odds of aging well, exercise. Guidelines state about 150 minutes of moderate aerobic exercise weekly with additional whole body strength training, so that's the anaerobic, and balance work is sufficient to produce positive effects. Okay. Hey, sorry guys. <laughs> I forgot to turn my phone on airplane mode and I got a call which interrupted the last bit of my message there but I wanted to revisit um, that phrase I just um, stated so guidelines state about 150 minutes of moderate aerobic exercise weekly with additional whole body strength training or anaerobic exercise and balance work as sufficient to produce positive effects when you're done your routine for the day, watch what you eat as discussed next. That's a little hint about what tomorrow's episode is. So, <laughs> as we talked about moderation in all things, or moderation is key. So, that's just told us that if we put aside 150 minutes uh, every week, so that's two and a half hours to exercise in the morning, in the evening, in the afternoon, whenever it is for us, that is enough to produce sufficient positive effects. Sure, you can go over that, um, but I would not advise going below that. And this is you, this is your health, after all. Um, but that's a guideline, there you go. That's, that's the benchmark, and anything more is a bonus. Anything less, you can... Track yourself and do better the next day or the next week. Okay, so that's it for today's podcast on exercise, part one of two. Um, stay tuned for tomorrow as we dive into the second um, lifestyle factor, the um, behavior to improve um, your health and well-being. Anyway. Please rate and review this. Send me a voice message, please. Um, don't just rate it five. Don't rate this five stars. Um, I don't believe I'm <laughs> five star worthy at this point. Um, but yeah, I'd love to have honest reviews. I'd uh, love to hear what is good, what's not so good, or what just something constructive. Um, I don't need a don't need a <laughs> negative Neds or Nancys. I just want uh, be constructive. Uh, nobody's forcing you to listen to this, so be honest, and I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Cheers.